You're listening to Mintersectional Podcast. I'm Noreen. And I'm Ashley. This is a podcast about having the necessary difficult conversations. And for those who believe in anti-oppression across all intersections. For those that live their truth every day, regardless of social constructs or pressure. For those that value different perspectives. For those that aim to be lifelong learners and believe in positive change. For those that are subversive as hell and constantly challenging the norm in every sphere of human existence. Welcome. Welcome back to episode 15 of Intersectional. I'm Noreen and um, I have my friend, best friend Ra with me today. Um, Ra, you want to say hi? <laughs> there it is. So Ra's participating virtually because she lives uh, not in Minnesota, in a place much warmer than here. So um, yeah, thank you for joining me. But this is episode 15, and Ashley is not here today. Um, what's the date today? Today is January 9th, 2022. It's a Sunday. And Ashley is in, from what I understand, warmer places as well. Last I heard, she was in, like, New Mexico or something like that. And she is uh, figuring out her le- next uh, her next move. But uh, she finished her job at Animal Rights Coalition and is now trying to see, I believe, what is going to grab her next, because that's kind of how she lives her life. So, Ashley, I miss you, um, but I got my best friend on, so, you know, it's going to be okay. Um, so, in Minnesota, it's fucking cold. What's the temperature today? It is four degrees outside, and literally, I think I woke up Earlier this last weekend, it was like negative 18. So this is a welcome change from what we've been going through. And then I think later on this week, starting on maybe like Tuesday or Wednesday, highs in the 30s again. Oh, my God. And I am really looking forward to being out in that weather and practicing my snowboarding because I have a new snowboard that I barely even used. Um, COVID-19 is just going crazy here. And I, how is it in Florida? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Um, it's going nuts here, and I believe it is the Omicron variant that has been going crazy. I think that's what I got when I got sick. Um, so if you are to okay, don't be an idiot like me and just assume that everybody's fine, even if they're not wearing masks. Um, I was masked, and I think I got it from some kids in an emergency department at a hospital when I was working. So if somebody's unmasked, ask them to mask up if you're going to be less than six feet around them. Okay, crime is like also bananas here. Uh, Carjackings. People, do not be idiots and warm up your cars. I understand the the urge to uh, warm up your cars uh, before you drive them, but don't leave them out in your driveway unattended, unlocked, which is, I feel like that's like the idiot thing to do. You always lock it, and then you keep the the clicker. You lock it, you keep the clicker, and you let it warm up, do what you need to do, but lock your fucking cars. Um, that's been a thing. Lots of people... With a child? Yeah, and then, and then dogs. They're, like, within the last week, two dogs were in cars. Their people's car got stolen. Fucking stupid. But anyways, don't be a dumbass. The Hennepin County Sheriff, I just think it's funny that he's running for 
running for uh, his same position again, seeing as he, I think it was his own car, he drunk drove, crashed it, and then rolled it, and then was like, y'all are going to still elect me, right, next term, right? I'm going to get that, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. But also, like, ugh, whatever. It doesn't matter. The, the one thing is we all make mistakes, and I feel like maybe we want somebody a little more responsible in positions of power. I wonder if I need to workshop that a little bit in my brain. Because, you know, I am who I am, and I've experienced the things that I've experienced, and I am at work in positions of power all the time. And I'm sitting here telling people how to, you know, giving people suggestions for how to live their life and do it in a healthy way. And that's a position of power. And I'm white. And so maybe, like, we all make mistakes, but I don't think this is his first rodeo, from what I'm understanding. Like, this guy is drunk drove before and rolled his fucking car. And, I mean, I don't think that people should get totally hung up just for that. But it's, I mean, what do you think? <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah, he will make mistakes, but if he tries to reform himself in some way, I don't see why he can't hold the same position as long as he owns up to his shit. See, this is what I like about you, because I'm very, like... Fuck no, you did something wrong. Like that's that's where my mind goes. But you're like, eh, maybe he's alright. Maybe he's okay. It would be nice to not have a man as our county sheriff, but you know, y'all do you. I'm sure he'll get reelected. Um he probably appeals to all like the frat bros out there. They're like, yeah, I had a Dewey once. Oh. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, well, I'm realizing more and more how segregated our state is. Like, like, or I'm sorry, what is the word? Is it segregated? Like, very white people-y, very suburban white, whiteness, and, like, how that really, I mean, though our state does vote liberal, more liberal, um, in, outside the, the Twin Cities, it's fucking, like, conservativeville. And I think I've learned that now that I've been, like, dating a little bit because you get you match with people or people like you from, like, outside the cities. And you find out that a majority of them, I don't really see things eye to eye with. So just throwing that out there. Um, all right. I think that's it for news here. So this, is, uh, this episode is what I'm calling the best friend episode. And um, I think Ashley is probably going to have one, too, with her best friend on, and I might be absent for that, which is totally fine and cool, even though I love listening to everything that Ashley has to say. And if I'm thinking of the best friend that she might bring on, I also really am interested in what they have to say as well. So what I wanted to start this out with, Ra, is how did our friendship start? Barely. Okay. Well, um, what was it? Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Who did we see Tickle Torture? Well, I wasn't really watching, but yeah, Tickle Torture on Fine Line. But with my boyfriend, he ran into your friend. Boyfriend at the time, not current partner. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, he apparently made out with your friend, and you also kissed him on the lips. And oh, no. I had a problem with that. And um, allegedly, this is what he says. I kissed him on the cheek. She kissed him on the lips. Yeah. Um, and I needed to know what happened, and you gave me all the juice. So I immediately trusted you and was like, I need some of this in my life. And it's been cake since then, really. Cake? Aw. Is it like a good cake? Yes. <laughs> like, not all cake is good, but I hope that this one's a good cake. Um, okay, so I was going to tell you my perspective of how we met, too, just to see. So I, I only kissed him on the cheek. She was the one that made out with him. Oh, I she straight up made out with him. That's... <sighs> Dude, I tell you what. Like, I still think about the situation, and I'm like, why? I'm not going to name names, but she knows... She, she knows who she is. <laughs> she knows who she is. Um, and I remember that show and like, I think the show had just gotten out. We were talking about going to song gallery afterward. And we, I think we ended up at song gallery. Did we not? Yeah. 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 Um, and that night, uh, I, the, the show ended, I had gone down in the green room to go like sit around and have fun with the band or whatever and we had gotten into some tequila or what have you and the only reason why I made it down there was because of my friend Mitch and Mitch knows everybody in the music scene I love Mitch um but I met I saw some people down there that I knew as well and I was like hey I didn't know you guys partied together and stuff and we were just like shooting the shit came uh back up after like during the set so we had gone down during the set came up during the set and the set just ended and Brian pulled her and uh and I I you know I was like I don't know what's going on here um so I it's not that I turned a blind eye but I tried to go find Mitch again just to see what he was doing because I wanted to follow him to sound gallery because I didn't know where the hell it was um I think it was literally my first time at song gallery uh rest in peace all right it, it may still exist but who the fuck knows I know who it's owned by, but it's not Sound Gallery anymore, you know, so. Oh, what is it? Um, it's, I don't know what it is now, but it, it was bought by a friend of Steph's. It, the girl that he talks about in the Cup song, her dad bought building, so it's still, like, owned by good people, if you will. Is it over Northeast? What? No, not that one, the original one. Oh, okay. So it, so Sound Gallery, the building still exists. And are they still doing stuff there? The second sound gallery, in my mind, is like not sound gallery. You know, it's it's it was fun, but it's don't call it that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I understand. Oh, okay, so I remember going back up, and then they were talking, and I turned my head to go find Mitch, and I'll never forget this. I whip around, and they're making out, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I after I kissed him on the cheek, just saying hello. And he was being all, I think he was on something, because he was really, really super friendly. Um, gone to find Mitch, turn around, they're making out, hardcore. And I was like, what the fuck? Grabbed her, and then we went to Sound Gallery after that, and I was like, you need, did you talk to Ra? Did you talk to her? And she's like, well, isn't there like an understanding and blah, blah? And I'm like, no, you need to, you need to get that, uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah, and then I, um, I I can't say that I didn't expect you to be at Sound Gallery. 
But, but yeah, you worked there, and you actually served me a drink, and you were very kind and everything. And I, the entire night, I kept pushing her, being like, "You need to go talk to Ra. You need to go talk to Ra." Never fucking did it. Okay, and then here's here's where our friendship lies, and what I kind of wanted to have a a conversation about. Her and I, um, and she knows this because I've talked to her about it. It feels like a very one sided thing. Like I've given her tons of my energy and how I show up to a friendship is I, I like physically show up like you need me there I'm and I'm loyal as fuck too so you need me there um as long as you're like like and when I say loyal I'm like trying to be the best friend possible so if you got shit going on with somebody who is also a mutual friend of mine I'm like sort it out because I'm not getting in between and I'm not picking sides for you I'd pick sides probably but like for anybody else not my deal. Oh, in her friendship, she's okay. She, she shows up late to everything. And if you're going to make plans with somebody like me who has a lot of shit going on, because I don't know, I just for some reason, I like to fill my life up with a bunch of stuff. Um, activities that I enjoy doing, I shouldn't say that they're not pleasurable. But I will say that like, I'm pretty busy. So if you are like, hey, I'm going to be late 20 minutes prior to us meeting for coffee. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. That's fine. What do you? What are we thinking here? Five, ten minutes? Okay. 45 minutes later, just still not showed up. And I hate that stuff. Like, it's like you legit took probably more than an hour out of my time because I, I like, 30 minutes prior to getting anywhere, I usually start leaving the house. So... That being said, that kept happening, and I don't fault her for any sort of, like, I've seen the way that she functions, which may have lent itself to that fucking situation that we went through with her. Still, still, no, it's not an excuse. I just think that when it comes down to situations like that, I see across the board that, that she operates that way, and I don't take it personally, but... When I'm constantly giving you energy like that and it's not being respected or met or you're like, I'm the, I'm the one always reaching out and you're always the one kind of slapping my hand away, I can't give any more to the friendship. And so last, I think we haven't talked in six months, probably more than that. 2021 was the year to say goodbye to shitty friendships for me. Mm -hmm. And, like, temperature check. How's our friendship going, Ra? <laughs> I think it's pretty great. Yeah. I have no complaints. Um, like, we get what we need from each other, right? Yeah, babe. 100%. I can't wait for a little physical contact. Yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> um, I'm super pumped to be there soon. Um... Ra, I also, like, want, uh, the next thing that I wanted to ask you about is, like, of all the female, female friendships that you've had in your life, and I haven't had super close female friends, like, women have not, this is going to sound really bad, and I, I did this in Darian's podcast the other day, too. I was like, I have more guy friends than girlfriends, and that sounds like such a shitty thing to say, but the girls that I have in my life, I'm very choosy. Whereas guy friendships, I guess I'm not so much, like, whatever. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, yeah, so I'm very choosy. So I'm wondering, like, how have your, from from when you started 
I remember you telling me about your childhood best friend. Starting from there, like, from there to now, how has your female friendships evolved over the years? Um, you can get as in-depth into it or as superficial as want, you want with this. See, my first best friends. <clears throat> I mean, as a child, I like people that were a lot like me. And because I'm sure it's comforting or whatnot, and I can relate. But as I've gotten older... I like people that are different from me, people that I can learn from, people that I can grow with. And it's interesting because I don't really talk to any of my previous best friends. Like, I reconnected with one on Facebook. She found me, actually. And we are vastly different people now. And I respect her for that, but I can't really relate. Um, like, you know, you've seen some of my best friends. Like, I actually, I never, I don't think I ever got to to know Emily, but I do know Jillian. Okay, well, you can, well, you don't know Emily, but you've met Jillian and you see how different we are and what a fireball she is. And then when I met you, and I feel like you, not to disrespect any of them, but I feel like you fill my cup so much. Aww. You know, in like ways that I didn't um, know that I needed love from. Dude, same. I, the only thing that I can say, like, in, like, from from childhood to now, and they've always been Libras, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, you're so solid. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Like, the foundation of it just feels unshakable. And I can't use any other, like, metaphor like a solid foundation is like the metaphor for our friendship. I just feel like it's so like untoppable bubble. Yeah, sounds all right. Like I don't think anything could, we, there isn't a problem that we couldn't like work out. Yeah. We couldn't workshop 100%. Yeah. And I feel like over the years I've picked people who are similar, but you're right. You're you, I think you hit the nail on the head here. Their lives went in different directions than mine. Um, and not that ours are very, like, similar either, but, like, I feel like we're, we're pretty free-spirited. We think very, I mean, we, I feel like philosophically we get along really, really well, and if we've ever had conversations about things we have different perspectives on, we understand each other's perspectives. Correct me if I'm wrong. You might not understand mine, but I, for the most part, like, every time you've given me a different opinion than mine, I've been like, oh, yeah, like, that's totally valid. Like, you're never out of out of the ballpark on things. Yeah, I've been like, you think what? Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. I think we have similar ways of thinking about things. Um, which is refreshing because I'm, ugh. I, I feel like my female friendships now that I, like I said before, I choose them. I mean, also, keeping in mind, I always have the ability to change my mind about the friendships that I allow into my life. Um, that's what I'm working on with my therapist now because I get stuck in a rut. Like, I'm like, well, I told him I'd never talk to him again. So, yeah. And then she's like, but you know, if you're missing them, you can change your mind. And I'm like, no, I have to, like, keep that contract with myself, right? And she's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, if your heart is feeling a certain way about something. Now, 
I will say, like, re- most recently, um, I've been feeling some sort of way about this close group of, gr- group of girlfriends that I held close to me because they were, they kind of came out of what I consider to be probably the most tumultuous relationship I've ever had, which you, like, let me tell you about Ra, like, she physically helped him, help me move this motherfucker out of my apartment, and weren't you, like, at the back door, and he was like, I need to give these keys to Sarah, and you were like, thanks, bye, you grab him. I, I could tell, like, you were always in my corner during that whole thing, and I really appreciated that, because I needed somebody in my corner bad. Um, but there was a group of girlfriends that I held close, and after you kind of went off and, you know, had your own adventures where you are now, which I thought was lovely, like, there's no sort of, like, what is it, feeling of n- needing to have you super near me all the fucking time. Our, our friendship is not codependent in many ways, and I feel like that's super help, healthy for me. Like, it's not like I want to keep you at a distance, but when you went off to go do your, do your adventures, I did not feel possessive of you, you know? Like, it, it, it hurts that you're, like, far away from me and I can't get to you if you actually need me on the spot, but besides that, like, I, I really was a pl- frankly applauding you for doing what you really felt like you needed to do every step of the way this group of girlfriends um i thought was also that way and I did, like if i get emotional about it right now i'm still like kind of processing the feelings of grief um still workshopping it in therapy uh but these women i felt like were down ass chicks and then a guy kind of got in between all that um and I tried to remain as neutral on my end about this guy that I had dated that they were close friends with uh and ultimately because he stretched my boundaries so much um and I I blew up on him me and this group of girlfriends I guess we aren't as close anymore and that's a very recent development like I I still have a lot of love for them but I'm also wondering if you've ever been in any situations that are similar where like you've grown apart but you still feel like this intense love for the people that you used to have a really strong bond with oh yeah like everybody Mm -hmm. basic (laughs) like um like all of my friends from Minnesota for that like those two decades of my life and I live, you know, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So I still, I don't have, like, much physical contact with people, but I still, like, excruciatingly love all of my friends. Do you still keep in touch with all of them? Uh, no. Okay. Like, uh, Jillian just got engaged. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that! Oh, my God! So I'm excited, like, you know, maybe I'll come back to Minnesota for the wedding or whatever. But I talk to Emily on and off. Um, I keep, like, not super close contact with very many people because I'm busy. But, you know, Spoons just came down with Dara the other day. So it's yeah. Like handful, yeah, it's a bunch. A handful of people, but not many. Like, maybe on Facebook or Instagram. Okay, so, like, you still... Okay, so here's the thing about me, and this is probably a character trait I could get rid of. 
at some point <laughs> I could afford to lose. Um, well, however, I learned this. Like, I have childhood wounds with being rejected and, like, um, I mean, who doesn't really? But, like, I'm talking about deep bully, like, deep bullying by other women. Uh, and it just felt like this whole situation with this friend group what felt so much like I was being, I, 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 his story, his version of the story was being chosen versus mine. Um, and the way that they prioritized everything, I felt like I was pushed out of that group, uh, for whatever reason. And that felt like a really deep, like when I really thought about that for a while and I had to meditate on this, like it felt like a really deep seated rejection that I was having, I think I called you and I left like a sobbing something when I was in the middle of it. Yeah. And it's, it's just, uh, the, the whole thing, I mean, it deeply hurt me and I expressed that to them or I think one of them at least. And I think they all got the message that I was pretty hurt about it. Uh, but we have had no contact for like a couple weeks and keep in mind, I quit, like I'm not following anybody on Facebook and I'm not I don't have an Instagram now. And those are the ways that we would genu generally keep in contact um, if we weren't in person. So, yeah, it kind of sucks. But, like, I think that when I think about it, I was like, I gave – that's and that's part of my control issues, too, is, like, I gave these friendships everything I had, which was I showed up to stuff. And, and some of them didn't show up to my stuff, which kind of hurts sometimes. But, like – I would show up for them, and then this whole big thing happened between me and that guy, and I feel like they chose him, and I expressed my hurt, and they didn't do anything with that, and I was talking to my therapist. I was like, I did everything that I could do, you know, um, and I'm wondering if you, if there are friendships in the past, and maybe you can speak to this, and if you don't want to, you don't have to, but are there friendships in the past where you were like, I've given my all to this, like I've... And they just kind of fell by the wayside. Let's see, which ones? <laughs> um, yeah, there's been people that I, one of my old best friends, I don't I didn't even remember until now, so I don't really think of her. Um, like, super shit to me. Like, slept with my first boyfriend, like, did a bunch of shady shit behind me. Slept with multiple of my ex-boyfriends, actually. Oh my god. Yeah, she... She was awful, but I, like, deaded that eventually, and it took me, it took her sleeping with my second boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, to be like, give me that model of Jägermeister, never talk to me again, and I booked a flight to New York and spent a week there, and, um, like, over Thanksgiving, and then I called her, like, three days in, and I was like, I forgive you, but never talk to me again, and there's that one. There's, um, I see, like, gold glittery bits, is what I call them, in people. So a lot of my friendships, I can't dead them because I still see the good in people. And mm -hmm. there's, I'm not name names, but there's someone that we hang out with that I still, like, tolerate, but the relationship is mostly dead. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I completely dead it because of her goodness. Like, I can see it. And I'm like, I want to, like, harvest it and be like, look, look how wonderful you are. But mm -hmm. she doesn't grow. She's very static. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I feel like you collect people. Well, I feel like you in general choose to give your energy to people who are kind of on the upward trajectory in whatever way that looks for them, like on a trajectory of growth. And that's also something that I like about you because I feel like you collect people that are, like they're trying to make something meaningful out of living in a human suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. So so then was that was that uh, friendship, that, that childhood friendship, that breakup, was that, do you feel like that was pretty painful? Um, yeah, I mean, I was devastated. I thought that this is my best friend, like, I trusted this person, and, like, we've been through years of debauchery together, you know, and apparently, like, to be able to lie to someone like that, especially your best friend, like, then mm-hmm. I don't trust this person, mm-hmm. you know, so much time invested, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like for you, correct me if I'm wrong, the one thing that I like about you is that you're able to give, make the space for people to grow and continue to show up in your life and be your friend if they show that growth, right? Yeah, and I that's something that I have a hard time with. I see a lot of things in you that I wish I had in myself, and I think that's why we're friends, but... Probably. I, could be I wrong. mean, did I? Yeah, well, that's the one, that's one, if I could say, like, the most glaring thing that I respect and love about you is the fact that you are able to, like, you're able to be like, no, (laughs) no, I'm not letting them, but, but then you're like, you're like, but if you, you know, you give them that energy, like, if you want to come back and, and you're actually working on yourself and stuff, like, maybe later, you don't actually, like, ask people, I mean, Maybe you have, but like you, I don't think you ask people. If somebody's axed in your life, it's a good, it's for a good fucking reason. Oh, all my axes. Yeah. <laughs> What's important to you in a friendship, Rob? Oh, jeez. <clears throat> Loyalty, integrity, honesty, a great butt. Sure. Good music. Wait. Taste. <laughs> good music taste. What defines to you a fake-ass friendship? Like, people that are frenemies, people that try and stunt on each other, people that aren't there for each other, like, lying. You know? Like, if you lie in a friendship with me, I never trust you. Period. Mm-hmm. And that, that's from trust issues that I have as a teenager or whatever, but it's my life, and I can make that decision. So, and once you ruin my trust, it's like, not to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, uh, you offer a very, I don't know, it's a different kind of friendship than mine. Like, you're a lot more, like, I love giving gifts, but you're, like, a gift giver. Like, you make them, and, and they're so thoughtful. And I'm, like, I have a hard time with that, but I, like, anything that you invite me to, I will, if I, I will, I prioritize that shit to show up. Like, if, if I can make work work around it and stuff like I'll I'll finagle my work schedule to make it I'll you know I it's just I feel like um I even had this uh 
there's a couple of uh, friends of my brother's that are also my friends as well. And I would call them friends. Like, I wouldn't call them, like, best friends or anything like that. Like, Darian's my best friend, for sure. Um, you're, you're my bestest best friend. <laughs> like, you're the best friend. But, like, the guy friends that I'm talking about, his name is, the guy specifically is Sean. And he invited me and Michael out to uh, beer when Michael was in town. And we went to go, because he was working a shift at Prize. Do you know where Prize is? Prize? Yeah. Brewery? Oh, it, I think it might be newer since you moved. But it's over in Northeast, and we went over there, and it wasn't, like, this This place was not packed. And Sean was having, like, a low-key, like, dead night, working the floor and everything like that, like, being a beer tender or whatever. And he's like, yeah, come through, you guys, if you want to. And, uh... Me and Michael and Noah both all came through and we played like bocce ball or whatever their indoor game is. And we had a really, really good time. And Sean afterward, he was like, yo, nobody in our friend group shows up anymore. Like you and Michael are the most down people ever. Like to just you always show up. And I just wanted to say that I really, really appreciate that. I feel like in Minnesota... So, I mean, that's not the case sometimes. Like, most times. Like, people just don't... Like, they'll say they'll show up, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, we should hang out sometime, and then they never do it. Would you agree? Absolutely. Especially with the weather. You know, oh, like, it takes, it takes a lot for people to come out in Minnesota. And I remember, like, multiple... I don't remember exactly the places we were, but I remember, at least at night church once, you were like, you had worked all day, or something. Like, we're busy all day. You're always busy. And then you came to night church, but you didn't really want to go to night church, but I was like, come to night church. And then you came. And you were, like, dancing with me. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, you can go home. Like, I like, one, I was like, you can go home. It's okay. You're like, okay, bye. <laughs> oh, I always have fun, though. Like, once I get to a place, I always have fun, even if my energy's not there. It'll get there. Oh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, night church. I think that that's done now, too. Fuck. They moved it. To, to where? Oh, really? Oh, sweet. Okay, well, that's good. Because, yeah, I don't know about Sunday nights being the thing now. But that's good to know. Um, so, okay, and the, uh, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is what my, my podcast is about, which is intersectional feminism. Ra, how do you see feminism, and how do you live that feminism in your life? Oh, I mean, however you define it. This podcast is intersectional and just, I mean, you know me, I'm vegan, so is Ashley, so we can include that, but that that doesn't have to be your definition of feminism at all. I mean, um, I had a conversation with uh, a coworker of mine, and he, I don't even know how it got started, but he said, like, there are toys for boys and toys for girls, and that's just how it is. And I was like, excuse me. I was like, tap, tap, tap. I would like to know more about this topic, please. And then he realized what he had said and started kind of backpedaling. And he was like, Rob, by definition, I am a feminist. And I was like, wonderful. Can you tell me what that definition is? He was like, no, equality between genders. And I was like, baseline. Like, don't talk to me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) To be equal should be, you know, baseline. So for me personally, I'm queer. And 
the combination of being a, a queer woman, especially in Florida, is um, a little bit daunting. But I try, and you can ask, I mean, you know, and you can ask any of my friends, I be voice. And anytime that <clears throat> I hear anything racist or sexist or anything against anybody at work, I'm the one to be like, um, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know about this. And my coworker, Eva, was like, I wish I could be more like you. I'm like, girl, just say what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't let the shit fly. Because if you let the shit fly, it's going to be everywhere. Right. You know? So someone has to comment. Someone has to be the voice. So I try. <laughs> I think I'm winning. I'm doing it at work. And there's like this one person that is just racist like blatantly oh. racist then older and he thinks it's funny and i'm like not today then every time i just like dish shit right back at him and tell him why he's incorrect and he like nods along or whatever but one day we're gonna break through is it a white person and he's he's very very wealthy his family is very wealthy oh must be nice <laughs> but yeah, so that uh, that that's unfortunate. So yeah, and I be- totally believe you because I've seen you in action personally many times, calling people out, and I love that about you. Um, you kind of, um, in many ways, I would say like the first time I met you, you were a little bit intimidating for that reason because I you have that energy about you where it's like I I gotta get my shit straight. Or this person's gonna jump all over it, and and not in a bad way, but you're gonna like start a conversation. Yeah, you're not afraid of confrontation, and that I don't know. I think that's great, personally. Um, and I'm glad that you're having those conversations. So, what I'm hearing is that your feminism is like that's how you do it. Like that's how you act every day. Is like anybody in communicating with others, especially people I think in your area. Um, you are a voice for feminism. You are the first voice for feminism in most times. That's awesome. Even it wouldn't be that, uh, I mean, okay, Florida is also obviously Republican, Mm -hmm. um, but I also live in the gayest of keys, so it's like, they co-mingle, and in a way, most of the time, it's very simple, so whenever those things come up, it's like, they definitely need to be addressed, because about this one point it's like pretty cohesive like I'll let you be you know Republican over there if you like let me be queer and happy over here mm-hmm. so, yeah. sweet uh would what um I forgot to ask this at the beginning because I asked this of almost every guest that we kind of get a little more deep into their lives there are some guests on that we've had on where I haven't asked this question is what I mean but what are your identifiers? Um, she, her. And, like, what are you? So you, what else do you identify as? Um, I mean, I don't have many. I, I, it's funny because I was working on this the other day. I was thinking about, I'm a bisexual woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was thinking about, I don't really like the term bisexual because um, someone that I dated is pansexual. And I was thinking about pansexuality, but I view gender a little bit I view it a little bit you know mm-hmm. whatever but I just like the term queer mm-hmm. I just like queer. queer okay would you say that you are also a rabbit mama oh yeah mm-hmm. I have I've had three I have one now she's lovely mm-hmm. so you're a mother and you are also a partner right yeah a partner um 
Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for taking a chance here and being on this show with me and like giving me this energy because I know that it's not easy for you. If anybody sees me and her out, it's usually me dragging her out. So it used to be the other way around. It used to be the other way around, but I. I like that. Uh, I, I was, you're an introvert, right? Like you get energy. I used to be a heavy extrovert. Oh, really? So now <laughs> like... Foot flopped. Yeah, but I love that. Um, I I've always been an extrovert. Extrovert that never has changed. But I like the that meme that I sent you, where like the one person's inside the hamster ball, and there's it says like introvert, <laughs> and then there's the, the extrovert trying to reach in and be like, "Come on, let's go." <laughs> that's yeah. That's, yeah. I really like that visual for our friendship. And that might actually, I might try to use that meme as the, uh, as the, like, logo for the episode drop. So. (laughs) Uh, Well, thank you so much. I love you too. And I am so excited to be in Key West um, in, what is it, like, not even 21 days? Yeah, nobody ever comes to visit me besides you. So seeing friends earlier this week like this week earlier this week feels weird because it's like every you're coming in the same month I feel spoiled you know so cool beans well I love you and I'll I'll talk to you soon (laughs) all right bye dear okay and that is the episode thank you so much for joining me and Ra Ra has exited the building but I am still here to tell you that we are on Instagram at Intersectional. We are on Facebook at Intersectional. And you can always connect with us there. DM us if you have any ideas for a podcast um, <clears throat> topic or what have you. If you liked something, if you hated something, let me know. Uh, this has been the best friend episode. And uh, yeah. Bye. Calling all Minnesotans and maybe some non-Minnesota natives too if you're interesting. Are you an individual who has some feedback for us or maybe just wants to rant a bit about something intersectional feministy that grinds your gears? Or maybe you got an idea for a podcast discussion topic or maybe know somebody that we, Noreen and Ashley, just need to talk to that's out there making waves and trying to fuck it up, even if that person is you? DM us on Instagram at Minersectional, PM us on Facebook, or email us at minersectional at gmail.com and let's make that happen.